Welcome to Integrative Medicine Solutions with Forum Health, the podcast. Our nationwide network of integrative and functional medicine providers believe in a new standard of healthcare, one that creates optimal health by focusing on partnering with you, understanding your needs, learning about your unique health history, and getting to the root cause of your concerns. Using advanced testing, emerging therapies, and the latest technology, Forum Health providers are at the forefront of integrative and functional health care for all. Your journey to better health starts here. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for a very special masterclass that will teach you how to kick your sugar addiction for good. My name is Britt with Forum Health, the first nationwide network of integrative and functional medicine providers, of which Taylor Lang and Forum Health Clarkson is a part of. For those of you not familiar, Forum Health goes beyond traditional healthcare by combining functional and integrative medicine with advanced treatments and technology, data analytics, and collaborative relationships to offer our patients personalized and transformative results. Our patients have access to breakthrough treatments, results-driven wellness programs, health content, and a team of experts to partner with you on your journey to a healthy and vibrant life. To learn more, visit us at formhealth.com. Uh, so our speaker tonight is functional medicine nutritionist, Taylor Lang of Form Health Clarkston, which is formerly Newview Nutrition. Taylor received her undergraduate education at Western Michigan University and her graduate degree at Central Michigan University. She attended the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and became a board certified health coach through the National Board for Health and Wellness Coaching. Taylor's specialties are customized nutrition plans for weight loss and chronic illness, as well as helping clients clear blockages that might be holding them back through Evox perception reframing. Welcome, Taylor. Thank you so much for speaking with us tonight. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so, you know, this is um, a hot subject. Sugar is something we all know we should avoid, um, but most of us have no clue how to kick the habit or really how to replace it to satisfy our sweet tooth. So I wanted to start off with what is the daily recommended serving of sugar for adults versus how much people actually consume? Yeah, so as a nutritionist, I would have to tell you that ideally no added sugar um, is, is the goal, but um, the American Heart Association recommends nine teaspoons of sugar for men, and that's 36 grams. And for women, it's six teaspoons, which is 25 grams. And then for children under two years old, um, zero grams of added sugar. And then uh, children two to 18 years old, same as women, the six teaspoons of sugar. Okay. And, um, you know, surprisingly, the average intake for adults is 77 grams per day, which is more than three times the, the uh, recommendation for women. And then um, also shockingly for children, the average intake is 81 grams per day for kids. So... <laughs> Yeah, so it's um, people are definitely overshooting their recommended intake. And, uh, you know, the leading category for sugars is drinks. Mm, so right. this can be juices or, you know, pop, soda, 
um, you know, all those yummy Starbucks lattes and, um, you know, so now that we know how much people are actually consuming, how does sugar affect um, like our immune system? Yeah, so um, sugar does have a detrimental effect on our immune system. Um, it immediately um, has depressing effects after consumption on the immune system. And we know that um, 70 to 80% of our immune system is in our gut and sugar is an inflammatory food agent. So um, it elevates our blood sugar, which leads to you know cellular dysfunction and changes in our innate and adaptive immune system. And our innate is our first response immune system. So that goes after foreign invaders. And our adaptive immune system is, is the uh, memory. So it remembers foreign invaders. And so it decreases the effectiveness of our immune system. Right. That's very interesting. And something that we don't need much of right now when we're trying to fight COVID. We need our immune systems to be <laughs> as strong as possible anytime. Um, you know, you touched upon gut health. How does sugar affect, affect your gut health? Because like you said, immunity and gut health are tied together. So what does it actually do to your gut health? Yeah, so as I was saying, sugar is an inflammatory food um, in our gut and it helps feed the bad bacteria in our gut. And when the bad bacteria overtakes, then it can cause uh, what's called leaky gut. Mm. And leaky gut is, is a condition in which um, you know, our cell lining in our gut has these tight junctions. They're very tight and only vitamins and minerals should be able to seep through so our body can use them in, into our bloodstream. Um, but what happens over time with, you know, sugar is a contributor, contributor but also, you know, stress and uh, undigested food particles, pathogens can get through. Um, and it irritates the cell lining and opens these tight junctions. So pathogens can get through, which can make us sick. Um, you know, undigested food can get through, so it can cause, um, you know, food sensitivities or food reactions. And um, also it can contribute to the growth of candida which is a yeast that is communal in our gut. So it's normal, it's supposed to be there, but when it overgrows is when it starts causing health issues and some GI symptoms. And also sugar feeds the candida, so that's what it loves to feed on. And um, what can help in this department, you know, definitely de decreasing the amount of added sugar, but also introducing a really good probiotic and probiotics are good bacteria that really help fill the gut and crowd out the pathogenic bacteria. Right. It's, it's pretty amazing in how insidious sugar is with the gut health. Because when you have a Starbucks drink or an ice cream or something like that, you don't necessarily think about it affecting your gut health and pathogens coming in or leaky gut sy syndrome. You think of maybe being more hyper or having more energy. So um, that's a big reason to not to stay away from sugar in itself. Yeah, absolutely. You know, another question I have, you know, we talked about immunity and gut health. How does sugar affect uh, your hormones, both for men and women? Yeah, so um, excessive intake of sugar can actually turn off genes that regulate active testosterone and estrogen. 
And this leads to an increased risk of, you know, acne, infertility, uh, polycystic ovaries, um, and uterine cancer in overweight women. Um, also, overconsumption can lead to insulin resistance because insulin comes from our pancreas. And if the pancreas becomes burdened, um, it can lead to this insulin resistance where our cells aren't able to take up the sugar. And then if this isn't corrected, it can lead to diabetes, uh, type two diabetes. Uh, additionally, um, sugar increases our cortisol levels, which is our stress hormone. And um, this will um, lead to a decrease in our stress management. And then also it can decrease our cortisol levels when we actually need our stress response. Interesting. It really, it affects everything. Of course, everything is connected in the body. Yes. Um, and of course, that also includes not just uh, foods you might eat, but also alcohol, I would think as well. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, knowing what we know now about sugar, what should we be looking for when we go into the grocery store? What should we be looking for on the, the food packaging labels? Because I've, I've always heard that sugar is in places you would never expect. So can you help us um, shop better next time we go to the grocery store? Yeah, absolutely. So yes, sugar can be very sneaky. Um, even if it's, even if you know it's in products, it can have different names on the labels. Um, what's really great is in the recent years, food companies are starting to separate just total sugar and including sugar and added sugar, which are two different things. So if you look on a label, um, it will have the total sugars and then added sugars is really what you wanna pay attention to because there's gonna be natural sugars and items that contain fruit or dairy. Um, they're gonna have uh, natural, natural sugars in there, but the added sugars are the, are the ones you wanna look out for. So, and they can sneak in, it's not gonna, it may not just say sugar in the ingredient list too. So you wanna look at the ingredient list. It can also be brown sugar, corn sweetener, uh, corn syrup, dextrose, uh, fructose, glucose. We know the high fructose corn syrup, lactose, malt syrup, molasses, uh, sucrose, the list, the list goes on. But a good key indicator is really anything that ends in OSE OS is a sugar. Is a sugar. That's very, very sneaky because most people yeah. are not familiar with that entire list. You know, high fructose corn syrup and some of the, the more common ones, but others you mentioned, most consumers have no idea yes. that that's actually <laughs> Okay, that's that's fantastic. What about um, artificial sweeteners? Are they a good substitute? Are there any that are a good substitute? Yeah, so though um, a lot of people think that they're a healthier option because there is little or no sugar in these artificial sweeteners, um, but some large-scale studies show that you know consumption can lead to increased risk of many different disorders like type two diabetes, metabolic syndrome, obesity, heart disease, even neurocognitive disorders, um, BMI weight increases. Um, some studies have even shown a 59% increase in obesity. Also stroke, dementia, Alzheimer's. So 
um, although on the label it will say no added sugar, um, the artificial artificial sweet, sweeteners can have some detrimental health effects. Right. Are there any artificial sweeteners or any alternative sweeteners that are healthy to consume? Um, I know the ones that have, are out there now, like monk fruit and stevia, are those um, worth consuming? Are, do they, are there dangers to those? Yeah, I would say those are much better options and those okay. are natural sweeteners. Okay. Um, so like the stevia and the monk fruit, um, right. xylitol is another um, better option. Okay. Um, it still is gonna stimulate that for your brain to know that it's receiving something sweet. So right. it will still, it might still contribute to cravings, but how the body processes it is different because it's, it's uh, a natural substance versus an artificial substance. Okay. Well, that's, that's great to know. So we have some option when you make your coffee in the morning, you get yeah. a little bit of sweetness, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so another question I have is, you know, as a functional medicine provider, how do you evaluate and treat someone who's maybe addicted to sugar or trying to come off of sugar, maybe has um, chronic illness because of sugar? Can you walk us through that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So sugar addiction is real. Um, it's not just something of willpower. Um, it's, it's, you know, sugar stimulates our reward center in our brain. So, and that releases this dopamine. And so we get that dopamine kick and it wants us coming back for more. So also, you know, the, the food industry, you know, loves to market their products and make them look and sound desirable and, and tasty and, and all of that. So it's not, you're not alone. And it, it is, it is a real thing. Sugar is an addiction and it's even been compared to drugs uh, such as cocaine. Um, but as a functional medicine provider, you know, I go back to everything is rooted in the gut and sugar leads to inflammation in the body, inflammation in the gut. So what I like to do is heal and seal the gut, working through a customized uh, nutrition plan and focusing on whole foods. And I myself, growing up as a kid, I was a sugar fiend. I, anything with sugar, <laughs> I, I ate. So once I started studying and learning nutrition, um, I got away from the sugar, started focusing more on whole foods and natural sugars. And that craving kind of went to the wayside also incorporating the probiotics and things that I had discussed too. So um, it's really just retraining, retraining the brain, retraining the body to want to accept the natural sugars over, you know, the sweeteners. And oftentimes if I have something sweet, I'm almost disgusted because it's just too sweet and you taste the, the, you know, so, um, and I know it's very challenging for people to do on their own, so here at Forum Health Clarkson, we create customized plans and our proven, pro proven process addresses the root cause of illnesses and symptoms. And we really dig down deep, become health investigators to figure out what's going wrong and how do we fix it. So we, you know, I provide guidance, accountability, and just a clear path to health and overcoming this. 
Yeah, which is amazing because then so many other things clear up in your life. You start to have more energy and less brain fog and your hormones are balanced. And it's kind of this domino effect once, um, once people are under your care and following your customized nutrition plan. So just knowing those things that, you know, there's um, really a better quality life for you uh, is amazing in itself. Um, so thank you so much for sharing all of that. I think it's a good reminder. We all, like I said, we all know sugar is bad, but it's a really good reminder of really how uh, detrimental it is to our body and our mind. Yes. So I would love to open up the class now to questions from our audience. I'm sure many people have a lot of questions for Taylor on this topic. Um, let's see, one just came in. This person said, I notice I struggle concentrating sometimes. Does sugar affect the brain? Yes. Yeah. I often hear that the brain fog, um, a lot of clients struggle with the brain fog and definitely, um, excess glucose, um, in the brain can lead to memory and cognitive, cognitive deficiencies. Um, it can affect neurotransmitters. Um, as, as I was talking about the dopamine, um, which is where the brain brain reward center releases the dopamine, which can lead to the addiction. But also um, it's worth worthy to note that exercise, listening to music, getting quality sleep, meditating, they all do the same thing too. So you can still get that dopamine in a healthier way. That's a very good point, right? Because people are like, how am I going to get my dopamine fixed? But you're right. And, And exercise is such a great way of doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And dopamine helps um, control mood, behaviors, learning, and memory. So it is goes back to getting that excess glucose in your blood going to your brain is going to affect um, and increase that brain fog. That makes sense. Um, okay, we have another question that came in. So how does sugar really affect children? Yeah. So as I was saying, kids are way over consuming sugar. You know, there really isn't a lot of evidence about the hyperactivity. Um, And I'm just talking about through studies. Um, But, you know, I've seen and I'm sure you have seen children, they have tons of sugar and they're just running around. Um, So there is that spike in in blood sugar. And then there's going to be that crash, too. Right. Yeah. So, um, so with kids, sugar, just like for adults, it can suppress their immune system. It can lead to weight gain and obesity, increased risk for diabetes. Um, it can also affect eyesight. If they have too much sugar, it can temporarily cause swelling around the eyes, um, digestive issues like gas, heartburn, indigestion, diarrhea. Um, de- definitely reduces uh, absorption of nutrients. And, and so this is, this is really important point here, because if it's inflaming the gut, um, we're not going to be properly absorbing our nutrients. And really, I think education is key here um, for, for parents and kids. Um, And kids are going to model their parents, right? right? So, you know, if the parents um, aren't eating their vegetables in front of the kids, the kids aren't going to, right? right and yeah. so I think it's really just avoiding this negative connotation around whole foods and vegetables and fruits. You know, instead of saying, I know it's gross, but you have to eat it, you know, get 
sit down with them, eat the broccoli with them, tell them how nutritious the broccoli is. And it can be very simple. It's just like broccoli has these vitamins in it that help us grow strong. Right. And, you know, just make it a, a really simple, positive learning experience. And even just allowing them to be involved in yes, the food right. process, grocery shopping, you know, gardening. Yes. Um, yep. I volunteer at a farm and um, some of the parents would call, they would send their kids to, you know, camp at the farm. And then the parents would call and say, how did you get my kid to eat a salad? I've never been able to do this. <laughs> right. But it's amazing if you include them in the experience, they got yeah. to harvest those vegetables and prepare them. They were excited right. to eat them because it's something right. they were included in on. Yes, they're so, part of it. They're part of it. So of course you want to eat something that you've helped to grow. Yeah, absolutely. And so they get excited about that, you know, right. so it's just really educating. And like I said, it can be simple. Um, and I know we got an email from um, somebody who couldn't attend, but she wanted um, to know how to address, uh, you know, birthday parties and celebrations and going to the oh, grandparents right. and there's always treats involved. <laughs> yes. So, so I would say, you know, anything in moderation is okay if it's a once in a while, you know, it can have immediate effects on depressing the immune system with overconsumption, but you know, once in a while in moderation, if it's a consistent thing where you have a large family and friend group and you're celebrating every week, then it can become more challenging. So just like Gandhi says, be the change you want to see. Yeah. So maybe bring like an avocado chocolate pudding or some paleo brownies um, and really showcase that healthier options can be yummy too. Absolutely. Because they are, there's so many delicious uh, recipes now and better ingredients if you are going vegan or gluten-free or want less sugar. So yeah, they are all really, really great tips. And I hope there's any parents out there listening. I hope that gives you a little bit of inspiration and hope. Um, yeah. Another person just wrote in kind of going off of that with the celebrations. She said, how do I successfully eat out? Because that can be challenging. So you can't always see the, I guess, the ingredients when you eat out. What do you suggest for that? Yeah, so definitely um, eating out can be challenging because you don't know what they're cooking with. Right. Um, and it's not just with sugar, but other fats and oils and, and in ingredients that they're cooking with. You really don't know unless you, you know, sneak behind the counter and ask the chef <laughs> what they're doing. But, um, you know, just going out to eat, focusing on healthy protein and vegetables, you'll be pretty safe. Um, you know, limiting your dessert indulgences, um, of course, but focusing on wholesome proteins and vegetables are your best options. That makes sense. Yep. And not even touching, like I would guess the bread or any rolls that are out because there's sugar in bread as well. Correct. Yes. Yes. And okay. those are, um, you know, simple refined sugars and starchy mm -hmm. foods and breads and pastas, okay. um, those break down really quickly and can be, can um, cause your blood sugar to increase. And then, you know, if your body's not utilizing um, the sugar, it's going to store it as fat. That makes sense. All right. So no uh, endless breadsticks at all in the garden <laughs> anytime soon. Um, let's see, somebody else wrote in, do you recommend staying away from natural sugars like honey, 
uh, a glass of orange juice or maple syrup. Yeah, so honey and maple, maple syrup are natural sugars, but sugar is sugar is sugar. So if you have too much of it, um, it's going to lead to health issues. Mm -hmm. um, if you have it in moderation, I know, you know, natural raw honey from your local farmer is good for, you know, antioxidants and has some immune uh, response uh, agents in there. So, um, but if you're, you know, putting honey on everything and in your coffee and in your tea, it's, you know, it's going to exceed the, the recommended daily intake, which can cause issues. Right. That makes sense. Okay. okay. That's great. We have a lot of questions for you, Taylor, just so okay. you know, this is a okay. hot topic. Uh, let's see, another person wrote, uh, what about herbs and homeopathic remedies, Chinese herbs, can they help with cravings? This person said they've been addicted for 60 years. Yeah, yeah. So um, off, you know, I, not off the top of my, not off the top of my head, and I, can I recommend, uh, you know, specific herbs? Okay. Um, the great thing is that, you know, how I work is, is all bio-individual. So really see, and like I said, working on the root cause. So where did this start? You know, when I do an evaluation, I start from even before they were born to the health of their mom and how they, and how she grew up and um, during pregnancy, her health and all the way up to, you know, childhood, how you were raised, what foods you ate really contribute to where you are now. Right. You know, what we did 20 years ago affects us now, but what we do now will affect us 20 years from now. So it's never too late to change. Okay. And um, yeah, that would be something that I would just evaluate individually with people. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure there are things, I think your, your very personalized plans um, probably dress a variety of different remedies as well. So Yes, absolutely. It's hard to just name a few. Name a few. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because there's there's so many different things. Um, this person wrote in and said carbs also trigger sugar cravings. Any tips on how to get off the carb drug? Carbs. Yeah. So like I was saying, um, simple carbs um, versus complex carbs. So simple carbs are going to digest really quick, increase our blood sugar, spike our blood sugar. So um, those are going to be your starchy foods, your pastas, your breads, um, going more towards uh, whole foods um, and getting in your carbs in the form of you know, quinoa or, you know, black rice, for instance, is a slow digesting carb versus white rice, which is okay, fast right. digesting carb. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just really focus on education too. I think it's really important to, uh, to know how different foods affect your system. And it's also individual for people too. You know, people, some people might have a little bit more room um, than others and how they respond and how their glucose responses. Right, that makes sense. Uh, let's see, another person said, we always hear about fat and how it's bad for the heart, but what about sugar? That's a great question. And one yeah. I didn't even think about. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, sugar, too much sugar in excess, the liver will convert it to a lipid and a lipid is a fat. So then that leads to, you know, buildup of 
uh, of fat in our arteries, which mm -hmm. then can lead to heart disease, stroke and issues like that. So yeah, it's definitely a contributor. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's great to know. So another, another really good reason. So we, we've had a few questions come in about the, the total sugars and the added sugars that you were talking yeah. about previously. So this one person said, your 17 grams of sugar, the sugar limit for females, does that also include natural sugar? I know you said sugar is sugar. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I um, this is for added sugar. Mm -hmm. okay. The American Health or the American Heart Association uh, recommends uh, the 25 grams for women. Um, so this is in added sugars. This is for added sugar. Yeah. Okay. So okay. you know if you're eating fruit. Um, you wouldn't count that as part of your added sugar because it's not added sugar. It's a natural sugar. It's a natural sugar. Okay. That's, that's very helpful. Um, yeah. You know, we've talked about hormones and immunity and gut health, but how does it affect your sleep and your sleep cycles? Yeah. So, so when you eat sugar, um, it causes a sleepy or a sluggish effect. So you might fall asleep faster, but studies have shown that it actually um, creates poor sleep quality through the night. And that can lead to more nighttime awakenings. Um, excessive sugar intake can also elevate uh, tryptophan, mm -hmm. which is uh, our sleepy amino acid. Mm -hmm. And then it also can suppress um, a neurotransmitter that Prom promotes alertness too. Okay. So this reaction is offset though by poor sleep quality, like I said, later in the night. Okay, that makes sense. Because mm -hmm. I think oftentimes people think, oh, if I have a glass of wine or I have some type of alcoholic drink, it'll put me to sleep. But oftentimes you wake up during the night and are restless. And I wonder if that's part of, of course, dehydration, but also because of that sugar content in a lot of alcoholic beverages. Yes. Yep. Alcoholic beverages. Yep. Digest like sugar and, um, surprisingly have a lot of calories, just, um, right. one, um, you know, one shot of vodka has a hundred calories in it. And that doesn't include anything else that you would be adding to it. If you're doing like, you know, a rum and Coke or, a you know, margarita, lots and lots of sugar added in there too. Lots of extra sugar. Yeah. It's very good to know. Uh, let's see, somebody just wrote in and said, do you have any tips on how to get off of sugar when your body craves it the minute you put it in your mouth? <laughs> we yeah. all relate to whoever that was. We all relate. Yeah, like I said, it's real. It really hits that reward center in your brain and makes you come back for more and more and more. Um, so like I said, it's really... Um, a lot of people need help in this area. And that's where I work with a lot of people um, is working with them, offering them that accountability and guidance through their wellness plan. Because like I said, willpower sometimes really isn't enough when you're dealing with something that's so addictive. Um, so here at Forum Health Clarkson, we work with individuals through a meal plan that will naturally help reduce the cravings as well as some good supplements. And we do use supplements and homeopathy and things like that to help in the beginning right. until they can formulate a plan that works for them. And once your body is getting the nutrients that it needs, it's not going to be craving that. And I know I have firsthand experience with that. 
Absolutely. I think that's such a great point. You really, it's hard to do by yourself. You can't do it alone. You really need the support of someone like you who's trained and experienced, who understands and gets it um, to really see any type of success. Because it's a, it's a powerful drug. And isn't it, I think a lot of um, people consider it a drug in a lot of ways. Yes. And it has been compared yeah. to that, even in the clinical research. Yeah. And the, right. Exactly. So for anybody listening tonight, if you are struggling, now is really the time to take advantage of Taylor services. And how we're different is because, you know, if you go to the doctor and you go with these symptoms, they treat the symptoms with, you know, prescription or surgery. Um, and we work on a functional medicine basis. So we really want to find the root cause of why is this happening and where did it start? Where do we need to to go to that root cause to help move forward. So we really become these health investigators and really um, empower our clients to become their own health detectives too. Um, You know, when people are feeling so off or ill for so long, they might not even know where to begin or might not even know what feeling well looks like. And so we really dive deep into that. And like I said, a lot of it stems from the gut because the gut is connected to all of our organs. So when we can treat the gut, help treat the gut, get the gut healthy, we can find balance in lots of other areas. That makes sense. It all starts in the gut, all starts in the gut. Before we wrap up tonight, I had one more question sneak through, and I think it's an important one. Um, This person wants to know, how long does it take to be off of sugar before you notice any cravings start to dissipate? And to kind of go along with that, can you tell us about withdrawal from sugar as well? Yeah, yeah. So this is all individual for people. Mm -hmm, Sure. Um, some people come in with a mindset, you know, they know where their issue stands and they're like, I'm ready. And I, you know, to do, to kick this habit and, you know, help me do it. And so mindset coming in is, 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 is really, uh, important, um, coming in here with an open mindset and being open to, um, being coached and learning new things. Um, it's really, uh, this wellness journey and it's so beautiful. I love, um, I absolutely love doing it with my clients and, you know, it can take, it usually takes uh, one to two weeks for that craving to dissipate. And it might be psychologically after that. Um, but like I said, it, it just really depends on the person. And we do have supplements that offer support until you get to that point that really help with, um, you know, increasing your fat metabolism to use as energy as opposed to the sugar, um, helping balance your hormones and um, suppress those cravings. That's great. That's really, really wonderful. I'm glad um, our, one of our audience members asked that question because that is something that you're always kind of curious about. How yeah. long is it uh, going to take effect? Um, but this was wonderful tonight, Taylor. I really appreciate it. I know I learned a lot. Um, I'm going to clear out the ice cream that's in my fridge tonight <laughs> that I don't really need. Um, um, so if you want more information, you'd like to book an appointment, all you need to do is call 248 625 5143, or you can visit forumhealthclarkston.com. Again, that's 248-625-5143.
Yeah, absolutely. And I just wanted to let the audience know too, that we do, we can work remotely too. So if you're not local to the area, um, we're still able to, to do remote visits. And that's so important, especially uh, especially now. So that's wonderful. So please share, share with your family, share with your friends. Um, also, in the meantime, visit us at forumhealth.com. Connect with us on our social channels. We have tons of great health content related to a variety of different health conditions and topics. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So Taylor, thank you so much uh, for your expertise and your time tonight. And uh, thank you to everyone for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And thanks thank everybody you. for joining. Yes, absolutely. Have a great night. Good night. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Forum Health Podcast. Forum Health is the first nationwide network of integrative and functional medicine providers. To learn more about this topic and to find a Forum Health provider near you, visit forumhealth.com.